The Brum Radio Shop is now open with all sorts of Brum Radio stuff with everything from t-shirts and hoodies to mugs and posters and much more. Support Brum Radio. Go to brumradio.com and click on shop. Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Right, hiya. Hello. I, I cannot tell a lie, people. I kind of forgot I was going to do this today. Just walking up the road with our Valerie and Paul rang me up and said, are we doing this today? Everything's changing, Paul. I've got more to do. I'm doing more stuff. Yeah. What are you doing more stuff? Uh, not today. I was having, no. having a nice lazy day wondering if I was doing a podcast or not. I we, we, We're getting in touch with China. So Liam Jones, it's, un, it's unbelievable, really. How far away is China? Ooh, thousands of miles. I like these. <gasps> I like being put on the spot like this. My dad will be. <laughs> this is the kind of thing your dad will be down on you, like a ton of bricks if you yeah. get wrong. <laughs> thousands. Oh, he can't. He can't get you on that. That's nice and vague. Thousands. I hope he gets it, Liam Jones, because I was a bit pigging late, and then anyway, very good of him. Right. So, if you're listening, we've got we're going round the houses really trying to get in touch with Liam Jones in China, which is no surprise really, because it is a long pigging way away. If it could be that easy, then you get a bit worried about it. But I'm glad. In a way, I'm glad it's been difficult. He's here. Yeah, he's, he's, here. he's here. Yeah. Are you there? He's Can there. You hear me? Yeah. Oh, you got oh, me. Oh, Liam, how are you doing? I'm good. What you were saying something was very far away. What were you talking about when it was picking far away or something? I could hear everything. I just couldn't reply to you. The funny thing was, I was just listening to your podcast, the, the latest one you did, and you were talking about my email address and comedy.hotmail.co.uk. And I've had problems with, with that for years. When someone Why asked did... me, can you, can you repeat that? I, it's comedy.hotmail.co.uk. Now what? At, at. How many apps is that? Why have you never changed it, do you think, love? To be contrary? Uh, a bit lazy. A bit lazy. It, it, I had it for a long time anyway, and it was connected to my Facebook and things like that. So I just kept it. Yeah. Right. Now, it's a long time since we met up. We used to do them them jigs together in Wolverhampton. Yeah, 2009 or 10 or something like that. Yeah, it was a long, long time. Nearly a decade, right? It is nearly a decade. 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And then here you are in China. Why did you go? Uh, I don't know. I had nothing else to do, so (laughs) I just came to China. I don't know. I I was teaching in Thailand for one year. I went to Thailand because I wanted to go traveling, and then I went back to Coventry, and then... I didn't really like Coventry, so mm. I decided to get back out again and um, ended up in uh, China, yeah. So I just Googled it and found a job and came and stayed. Right. What's it like in China, love? Well, well my city where I live is called Shenzhen, and I can't even say it properly, Shenzhen. And it's um, my city is like a super international city, so... I'm right in the heart of like skyscrapers and all that. So mm-hmm. where I live is completely different to all the other cities. So, um, for example, I've been up to the north, north of China, and it's very, very poor. Um, and it reminded me a bit of where I worked in Thailand previously. So, but 
from on a day-to-day thing i don't really see i see super rich people walking around with nice cars and me dreaming to be them <laughs> i know you're dreaming to be them no i'm not really no it's nice though looking at the nice cars and thinking oh, i wish i had one of them but no it's all right <laughs> I know most of them owe it on on a uh, owe it to the bank or something. Anyway, <laughs> they've all got right. it on uh, what you call it, pay monthly or something. Yeah, on the never never we used to call it. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they um, so they like to show off a bit, but they don't own the things that they have. I'm I own a TV. I'm quite happy with that, but I don't show it off. Show it off. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you think there's a bit, there's a bit of showing off going on. Do people yeah. bother about who owns what money and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah, it is like that. You, you go, I don't know, I think it's like England too, maybe in London, but when you go to the coffee shops, they're all there with their iPhones, with the Apple paste up, so you can see they've got an iPhone and with their nice, was it Gucci bag or something on the table, so you can see that they've got a nice bag and yeah, it's, it's a bit, they they like to show up in this city, but I think because for many years they didn't have much, so now they're just showing off what they have. The richer people, so maybe thirty years ago they had hardly anything, but this city itself just sprang up out of nowhere. It's right, it's located right next to Hong Kong, so I can go to Hong Kong airport, which is forty minutes from my house, and fly to wherever I want to go in Asia if I want to go anywhere. Right. So do you want to go anywhere? Or are you happy where you well, are? I've, I've been to many, many places. I've been here seven years or seven and a half years. So I've been to Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand, Laos. I don't, I've been to most of these places. But I tell you, I always go back to Vietnam because I love Vietnam. The people what's there are about, so... What's, tell us about Vietnam then. Why is it so... It's smart? just how friendly the people are. They, they can't speak much English, but they will try and help you or they will just come and sit and talk to you so they can practice their English and my city people are too busy a bit like London and they don't really care about learning English so they're not interested they've got their money they've got everything they need then they're not interested in that but in Vietnam they they're very out well I've experienced towards me from what I've experienced they're very outgoing and nice just lovely people and you're so well. You like a good time. chat. You like a good chat with people, Liam, aren't you? In my memory, you're an happy-go-lucky, yeah. nice. I app- think I've talked enough already. <laughs> what love? I think I've talked enough already. I keep chatting away. That's all right. It's good. Well, I'm, yeah, I think yeah. he's good about you. Is you've always been a good talker and a, a good dreamer of ideas and stuff like that. Is there any comedy going on there? There actually, well, in Hong Kong, there is, but that might get stopped because of the new law, I guess, where they can't really have freedom of speech anymore. Or, Well, they have freedom of speech, but I mean, they can't say anything uh, bad about the government over there in Hong Kong now. Into uh, trouble. Liam, back, they listen, Liam. The new law. Yeah. Right. Don't you say anything that's going to get you in trouble? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So let's. <laughs> but actually, in my city, there are comedy nights. Um, but I haven't been because I'm so. I'm always teaching, Barbara. I'm always teaching. You're always I'm, working. I'm teaching in the daytime. Yeah, and then at nighttime, I do many private classes to earn a few bob more. And yeah, I'm just always, always working. So I never are get a chance, rolling, really. Really. Are you rolling out. in money? 
Oh, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> that was another reason that I, I kind of left England, because I knew myself, I come from a poor background, so I knew I wouldn't be able to make it there doing anything that I wanted to do. So I left, and then I came here and started to make more money and more money. And so it's better. It's better for me and better for my family. Yeah, I can, I can go and teach one hour and make, maybe 40 pounds or 50 pounds for one hour, depending on how many students are in the class. So this, this was the place for me. I, I can relax now though. I've, I've been doing it for many years. I've taught many, many private classes to make up my salary. So yeah, it's all part of the bigger plan, I guess, to come back to the What UK is your bigger plan? I don't know. <laughs> 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 the I trouble is, Liam, you're gonna you're gonna make a load of money. But when 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 I was in the UK, and the last kind of thing I did comedy-wise, I was running the comedy nights at G Casino, um, and I did one in Kent and one in Cardiff and one in Manchester and all that. But I never had any money to back what I was doing, so I, I, I'm not sure. I weren't sure the right way to go about it anyway another company came in and took over what i was doing because i didn't have any contract signed i didn't have any advice on what to do next and i don't know i just thought i felt like money was a big part of it and i couldn't do anything because i couldn't travel around and spend more time with the venues and stuff like this to keep it going so that was a big part of me that that, that that's the reason why I aim to try and earn more and earn more for the future. So if I get a chance to do something like that again, I've got money to put into it. I get you. And would you do that yeah. again? Does Are you still interested in comedy? Yeah, I love it. I love looking on Facebook and seeing what everyone's doing. And yeah, I do like it. Um, it's just being here. I, I can... I don't have a chance to do it. So even just running a night, I'd love to run a night again. But there's just not enough foreigners in the city to justify it. There's one or two comedy nights that happen, but most of the foreigners will go to that one and probably wouldn't go to a new one because they've probably got the... There's not many comedians here, right? There's not many open micers or professionals in this city. So, yeah. Why do you think that is? Is it to do with the culture why isn't why isn't there much going on comedy wise in my city i think it's purely for visa reasons because you have comedy nights in bangkok for example i went to a comedy night there and that was really good it, um you, you have comedy nights in hong kong like i said there's a big chain company that run comedy nights in hong kong and singapore and bangkok and places like this but i can't remember their name so there is a market but just People can't get into China to do it, even like before the virus, they can't. It's difficult for to get here, like on a performance visa or something like that. Okay, now what's the, so what's it been like love, with the virus and stuff like that? What tell us your story? Okay, so I was in Vietnam, like I said, as I love Vietnam, and I've just been actually because because. Uh, my auntie was in the south of Vietnam. I didn't know she was going, and I'd just seen it on Facebook. So I got to Vietnam and flew down to see her. And then at that time, it was February, and that's when it started to go a bit more crazy in mainland China. And I was just watching the news all the time. And 
finally, I, yeah, I decided to get back as soon as I could because I knew they would close the border. I had a feeling and I wanted to get back so I could be here for my students for when school began again. And I got back and then I was quarantined for maybe three, two weeks, two weeks or something. And then after that, I just had nothing to do for like two months and school began in May. Now, I've been seeing all the news about school in England and here, the students are going to school. We've got 40 to 50 students per class and they are all wearing masks. Um, actually, the last couple of weeks, they stopped wearing the masks because the school said they didn't have to anymore. And the way I see it is if, if it was, if the virus was like, if, if if there was many cases in my city, I would see it through my schools. Students would be taking time off school. They wouldn't be coming to class. I teach 500 students. Now, out of them students, maybe one had a sick day in the whole time we were back. So that was in like May and June. So I didn't really see. I believe the statistics about my city, there's many people don't put, say they're lying, da, 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 but it happens all over. They say in America lies, in the UK lie. But from what I've seen in my city, it's not prevalent as other places. Right. It's interesting, isn't it? I mean, we, we're just going now in here now to saying people have got to wear masks in shops. But already yeah. people are saying, I was in Hales Owen the other day, went into a butcher's, buy some sausages, and they're already saying, we're not going to be bothered about having masks on. That's what they were saying. <laughs> They're already going. We're not bothering having masks on. Oh, it do does think... help, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm I sure it, it does. So, do you wear one? Or even... Yeah, I wear one whenever I go out. Um, but the rules are very relaxed now because, like I said, it's not as prevalent here. So, uh, in my city, I'm not talking about any other city because it's all a, it's, they're all like their own mini countries in China. So, Beijing, Shanghai. They all have their nice. different rules and mini right. governments and things like that. Okay. Because you, you do – go on. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say, in my city now, you can go to a coffee shop and you don't need to wear a mask. I was seeing in the news today of something about takeaways in England and you have to wear a mask or something and people kicking off about it. I don't know. It's crazy. Just wear a mask. Wear a mask. <laughs> I like it when you keep saying, in my city. Is that, be is that because everywhere is like a little kingdom? It's got its own rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're they're all separate. My, oh, I keep saying it's not actually my city, <laughs> but my, <laughs> my city um, is classed as a first tier city. So it's like Beijing and Shanghai and Shenzhen and Guangzhou. These are like the four top tier cities in China, which means they they kind of make the most money and everything like that. But they are all individualized, I guess. They they all have their own mini governments, their own leaders. I think it's a bit like the states. I'm not sure. The states have their own rules in different uh, states, right? I think it's I think a bit so. like that. Trouble is, we're not, not sure. really very sure. <laughs> but never. Well, I know from China. Would, like. <laughs> what I would say now, Liam, is you're a very tall lad. Do people? Do you seem very tall compared to everybody else in your city? I think this is all a big myth, Barbara. Ah, I come really on, do. I get on a. My students, my students are bigger than me. I teach grade eight, which is about 13 or 14 years old. And my students are very, very tall, very, very big. So 
I get on the subway, and the students, uh, the people, the people are taller than me. So obviously there are smaller people and taller people, but I think the average height is not. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, and I'm. Um, yeah, can you oh, hear me? Oh, sorry. Sorry. No, I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By what you. you're, what I'm amazed, Liam, by what you're saying, because there is a myth, isn't there, that that people are smaller yeah. than you're saying it's not I true. I think it's. Well, yeah, it's not. I see, I see enormous people like big, a lot bigger than me, like taller and wider, and um, I think it's something to do with them getting richer, the culture and everything. They, they're eating better foods, for example, than they did thirty years ago. So their their bones are getting stronger and growing bigger and things like this. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not a scientist. Right? <laughs> I'm not sure. Wow. But that's what okay. I think. Well, this. Right? Uh, yeah, I get you. People are getting bigger. Oh, right. Yeah. Which is a good thing and a bad thing. <laughs> like, you're laughing. Yeah. Do you remember, Liam? What was that What was that comedy troupe you were called? You was in Bristol. You was in a Oh, they were in Roomies. Yeah, yeah we were in the uh, BBC. Oh, the, the BBC Upstage. And you came along and uh, Scott Mills was there, weren't he? Hosting it. Yeah. A cage. Yeah, that was a long cage. time ago. Yeah, it was a box. It was not a cage. It weren't animals. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, it was a box, and people. It was crazy. Yeah, we had yeah, to we spend eight hours a day doing anything like something comedy, comedy based. Uh, we, I felt like the show was a bit like Live and Kicking or something because we just played not yeah something like Live and Kicking. Uh, we just played stupid games like Find the Jam with blindfold blindfold uh, someone on the street, and they'd come in and. Rob would play the guitar, and then the person would be crawling around on the floor, and everyone else would be singing, find the jam. And they had to find the jam. Uh, it, was a bit, <laughs> it, was a bit, it was a bit crazy, but it was fun at the time. It was, it was at time. fun at the time, and there was that sense that, yeah, you, were you excited? I'm glad we did, did it. Think, yeah, that's right. You're glad you did it. That's right. Yeah, and we went up to Edinburgh together. I think that was the first time I seen you in, uh, I don't even know the place. I think that was the first time I seen you and you put the balloons out the window and put messages oh, on the uh, balloon right. string. Yeah. It was years ago, yeah. 2009, 2010. Well, and you did the, the... So then after that, I asked you to come and do the walkabout gig in Wolverhampton. And it was a student comedy night, so all the students would come that we knew. And... That's how I knew we'd cover the fee to pay you. <laughs> to get all the students to pay. All our mates, like... And my mum came. My mum came, and she absolutely loved you. And we sat outside. I think you were drinking a glass of wine and having a cigarette or something. And we that all chatted for a while. It was a good... Yeah, it was a good night. I still it remember. It was fun, wasn't it? Uh, uh, yeah. And then didn't you day. do something at Glastonbury? Weren't you in charge of the Glastonbury cabaret oh, stage? Oh, yeah, I... How do you know that? <laughs> Did I tell you about that? Well, you, I think, well, I've just been looking about, look back at my messages because I was trying to find out, you know, when your email was and everything. And yeah, ages yeah, ago, no. 2003 or something like that, you said, I'm trying to get you on at Glastonbury. No, not 2003. No, that, was that would have been 2011, I think. Yeah, 2011. And um, I got, I finally got Norman Lovett uh, Red, <gasps> from Red Dwarf. I got Norman Lovett. Oh, from, no, he's brilliant. And, yeah, he's really, really good. And I got him to, the, I think I got him for two years in a row. Um, and the second year, so the first year was like, I wanted to go to Glastonbury because I've never been before. And I knew Norman because he'd done a gig with the, he did a gig in Wolverhampton at a place called The Robin. You might know it, a musical venue. 
he did a double header with um, the female version of Holly from Red Dwarf. Oh yeah, he I did do a know. double She's header gig. Yeah, yeah, Harriet, Harriet. wasn't it? Not Harriet. No, it's oh, I not. Can't remember uh, her name. Hattie Hayridge. Oh, I know her Hattie, very well. Hattie Hayridge. Hattie Hayridge. Hattie Hayridge. Yeah. yeah, that's the yeah. one. So they did a double header anyway, and that's how I knew Norman. Norman. And I got him there the first year. I wanted to go to Glastonbury, and I didn't. I weren't able to get a ticket, so I was like, right, I'll email the cabaret people or the comedy tent or whatever it was. And I emailed them, and they said, sure, we can get him on. Um, we can give him a fee. We can give you two tickets. So then I said, all right, Norman, you've got one ticket, and I've got the other. So basically, Norman was my getting for the first year to for me to go and see the bands and all that. And Norman knew that, and we. We stood at the back of the main, the pyramid stage at, at the back of the field and watched Stevie Wonder, I think it was. We stood there together on one of the nights at the end of the night. That was really good. And he sang Happy Birthday with the organizer, Michael, is it Mike Evis? Yeah, I that's right. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And that, that was a really good night. And then anyway, the second year comes along and he's like, Liam, I want a ticket the next year for my daughter. And I was like, oh. <laughs> what am I going to do now? I can't go to Glastonbury this year. So I said, I emailed the comedy tent again and said, right, I can do some comparing for you if you want. So I could get myself a ticket, right? So they said, they, they agreed anyway. And that's where I met, um, what's his name? The guy who performed as Tinky Winky in the Teletubbies. What's his name? Oh, John Simmett. No, the other one. There's two. There was the other one, right? Uh, oh, I know you mean. Dave um, Thompson. Dave mean. Thompson. Tom, Dave that's Thompson, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I met him and that's where I met him and he told me all about uh, what, because he was quite, he knew a lot of people, I think. So he told me all about the comedy world from his side, and it was really good. And I did some comparing. I introduced Phil Jupiter, and he just looked at me like I was weird because I didn't have any shoes on. And I, he, I don't know, he, he didn't even chat to me Simply anyway. Love. Uh, but I introduced Phil. I remember introducing him and thinking, wow, that's Phil Jupiter, because I, I like watching his shows and stuff. So, yeah, but Glastonbury was all about me getting a ticket to go there. Um, but the second year, I actually loved doing the comparing so it was quite good yeah brilliant and i'm looking at some of these messages so that was 2011 you said uh i was looking at some messages you, too and what, yeah I met he said i don't think street. that stage manager knows of anything you're you very good you said i've told yeah. them you'd be very good but don't, he's got a clue oh, yeah, I mean, yeah 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 she didn't didn't have a clue they just wanted a name right like like Holly, yeah, yeah Holly, they wanted uh, names Norman, rather sorry. than quality, a quality act. Quality, yeah, quality. But Norman's good for, uh, with his bags. Is it? I think he was doing a bags and biscuits tour at that time. I, I love got, Norman. But yeah, he was good. I've not seen him for years. But his daughter is now married to a comedian, Patrick Monaghan, right? Yeah, or I, I've seen. Yeah, Patrick Monaghan. The date dating. Yeah, I saw um, Norman. I was in. Um, oh, I was in this festival in Wales with him. He's very nice and he's very, very wow. funny. He's very funny. Isn't How long he, ago? I think I'm going to yeah, get so him on. Dry. This. I'm going to get him on this um, podcast. He is dry. Yeah. But I, I looked nice at a message on Facebook between me and you, and I met someone on your street. I sent you a message. I was in Cambodia, I think, and it was yeah. a boy called Liam. And you said, but I can't even remember. I looked at the message looked... the other day, and I can't even remember the guy now. I knew who <laughs> he is, though. 2013. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just it just shows you it's such a small world isn't it 
Right. I know a lot of people did China, but for me, it's good. I work with students and they're quite open-minded and they're still young and their minds are more free. So it, it's great. So that's and haven't I like you got a new job? I saw on Facebook you've just got another job, have you? I just got, so I'm talking it like I'm still a teacher, but I literally, I could, I could only announce it the other day because I was switching companies, but I'm just doing like online marketing and foreign teaching, teacher recruitment. So right. I'm quite good at the internet now, you see. I can drive people to websites and get people like organic SEO. I don't know. It's all this crazy stuff anyway. Um, but it, for me, it's starting to pave a way back to the UK. So if I get this job, um, hopefully I can get a job similar in the UK later on. Now, if I go back to the UK after teaching for seven years, I could probably just work in McDonald's. But if I do this job, I can get a better job. Yeah, I'm with you. I love teaching, but I need to do have something else on the resume. So that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, I've been teaching drama classes. Ah, have you been enjoying doing that? Yeah. What what did we do? I can't remember what we did. (laughs) I can't remember what we did. We did uh, two shows over the last two years. but yeah, it was more about them learning the lines in English and getting them to speak more English. But they were fantastic. Yeah, they yeah. were great. Um, I, I love doing it. I love teaching them. Well, you must stop on my resume. Yeah, don't stop. don't be too. Yeah. Listen, don't just always go for stuff that you think oh, I need that and I need that. Keep doing stuff you like as well, Liam. Yeah, yeah, oh, I will. yeah. Oh. Like, it's very I nice comedy, to I know you love comedy. Get I would start a club if I was you. This is a good time to start a club in China. It's not. Well, actually, <laughs> we're, 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 we're quite free at the moment. We can walk around the city. Um, clubs are open, bars are open. It's quite ironic, isn't it? Because it started kind of here, but that's the way. It, that's the way it happens. <laughs> Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people, uh, yeah, I can't say much about it, but yeah, everything's okay here. And um, if you experience China yourself, I'm sure people, well, people experience China themselves, they'd have a different opinion on the way it is here. I would like to come. At least, at least you can come, I'll get your visa on our foreign recruitment. Oh, of course you are. Righty, yo. (laughs) Right, all right, we'll look into this. (laughs) (laughs) You should try and do a show in Hong Kong. Right, who's, so Paul, is he, who is Paul? I've not spoken to Paul. Paul's here. Paul's here. I've not, I've talked so much. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah, it's good. It's good. That's what we're meant to do. Paul's from Brum Radio. But do you think we could get a show in Hong Kong? Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) Yeah, let's get you to Hong Kong later. I think there's a big company here, but I don't know much. I know a little about them. They have There's a famous Chinese comedian that's very famous in America and he's a little famous in the UK, but in Asia, he's massive. And they have quite big names, so you'll do all right. We'll get you there. I've seen you on BGT. <laughs> that's right. I like that. What? Yeah, that's right. And do you think the balloon-based work will go down in China? Yeah, yeah, we'll just make sure there's uh, nice messages on it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Right, so then, Paul. Paul's from Dawn Radio. Paul, yeah. how, are how are you? Hello. No one else talks to me, don't worry. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Saying, how I, are I you, was Paul? listening to you earlier. Oh. Yeah, I said Hattie uh, Hattie, uh, that was me. 
No, I, before the uh, before the before we started chatting, I was listening to the last okay. podcast, um, and then Barbara said in that po- podcast that she's not sure she knew me. I think she had to uh, go back through all her emails and everything just to remind herself of who I am. I knew I know who you are. I'm joking, Barbara. I'm joking. Good. Now I'm getting piggy worried now. They're going through the. I've got a lovely picture. You've got a nice picture of yourself on here now, Liam. You look well. The little round picture. Where's one year? round picture. No, one year thing on you. So, Paul, how is it working at Prom Ready? <laughs> this is Liam. He's a good inquisitive good person. Go on, ask him questions. No, I'll Go start on, speaking Liam. to Paul and then, uh, yeah. I want you to and speak then... to Paul. Speak to him. Sorry, sorry, Barb. Sorry, Barb. Cut, no, cut it's all right. Cut him out of it. No, no, Barbara, I can't cut you out. Are you still there? <laughs> yeah, no, I want you to talk to Paul because this is how I remember you. You're very lively of mind. I'm Hi. just excited. I'm talking to you. To you. Oh, you're nice. Listen, my mm. darling lad, but I've go now. But it's been absolutely okay. fantastic. Okay. But me and Paul's coming to Hong Kong, and that's the end of it. Blimey. We'll get, is, is he your manager? <laughs> we'll get you here. You can we'll be our manager. He's an entrepreneur. Okay, I'll, I'll be a poor manager. I've been promoted. I know, because you're an entrepreneur, really, I think, Liam. I think that's what you I are, will, isn't I it? Well, I've started, I have actually doing, I'm doing a side job now. I'm selling uh, party balloons in, in the Philippines. <laughs> I knew you'd be doing summer. I am on the side, on the side of my teaching private classes, I'm sending products to the Philippines to be sold. So, yeah, I'm doing uh, <laughs> a bit of a downhill going on there. Balloons, you, you said. Uh, yeah, yeah, balloons and party gifts and stuff like this. Yeah. Right. So, and just surprise me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my friend, because... my friend Paul from the Raving Looney. Do you remember Paul, the small ginger guy? Do you remember him? Yeah. Yeah, he said to say hello, and he said, "Let oh. me have a look." He just he sent me a message. It's all right. You can cut the. You can cut this later and edit it. <laughs> no, this is all good. This is what the people want. What did he say? Hold on. Let me have a look. Paul Marsden. He said. And I enjoyed her story time during lockdown. Oh, because she did them stories, well, didn't you? I was reading Winnie the Pooh in lockdown. Tell him thanks very yeah, much. I yeah, I know. What made you choose Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> because I thought it'd be good to have a big book because we didn't know how long it was going to go on for. So I'd got a very big book of Winnie the Pooh, but actually the writing was very big. So I did get, I managed to get through it in about two weeks. But also when I was reading it, it was so relevant and resonant as all great artists about the situation. It was like the four acre wood was sort of the world and people were sort of in their own little houses and now and then they go and see each other. It it was very good. Do you like the Pooh? yeah, 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 I like Winnie the Pooh. They, oh, I can't say anything. It's banned in China for some reason. Pardon? Winnie the Pooh's banned in China. You're joking. You can look at that later. I'm not going to say why, but you can look at the reason why later. Um, we will. Yeah, Blinky neck. Yeah. Um, oh, but how right. have you found? How have you found the lockdown? How have you been stuck in the house? And I've seen your garden or walking around uh, the fields. I've seen yeah, you doing that. Yeah, we're into. So I do a lot of that going out, walking around in the. It's not countryside, just around the corner, parkland. Uh, 
up and yeah. down, I'd say, Liam. Um, oh, some days all right, other days not. I'm worried about people losing their jobs, and there's no live performance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's a worry. I keep seeing uh, live comedy shows on the internet, uh, people advertising for that. Uh, you've done your own show, haven't you, on a Saturday? I have, and that's gone, gone, gone very well, actually. And then I'm thinking of doing one where it's half live in a club with with a small audience and then sharing it on Zoom. Because a lot of people that don't go out on a Saturday night for one reason or yeah, another anyway. Yeah. So I'm going to keep on with the Zoom thing. I think it's good, love. Uh, I, we know quite well. You know a lot about me. Yeah, it's good. The, Cre the Cradley Heath uh, comedy night. Um, yeah. they've started doing it outside, right? I've seen photos of it um, outside. They've been doing it in the beer garden. Yeah, in a couple of weeks I'll be there. Paul Sinha, me. Oh, you're going to go down? I'm in it, love. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah, yeah, Are and you, you're doing another one. I just... I'm doing a lot, yeah. <laughs> you're doing a lot, that's... yeah. <laughs> you're doing well. There's somebody in uh, lockdown. That's good. We'll get you in Hong Kong. It's all right, you can come there next. Get into Hong Kong. Hong Kong. International superstar. I am an international superstar. And I'll tell you what, looking at the messages, you offered me a, some work in, let's have yeah. a look when it was. It was a very, it was 150 quid. It was absolutely brilliant. So you said, I can't find the message. In fact, do you want to do Where this work? I'll show you. Um, let's have a look. Hope you well. I've got a gig for you on Sunday, the 30th of January in Newcastle. This was in 2010. Oh, that was Jim Casino. That was at the casino, yeah. Phase oh, yeah. fifth. And in the end, I had... Yeah, they, they, in the end, I had John Warburton and Zach... Zach... Was our, I can't remember his name. I had John... You know John Warburton, obviously. And I had someone else in the end. But I don't know why you didn't take it. Maybe you were booked in somewhere else. I think I didn't get back to you. It was from a casino as well, so they gave it was me good a good budget for it and a free just dinner, didn't see so the... I was happy. Wes Zaharuk and John Warburton did it in the end, and right. Wes Zaharuk, he got a big balloon, like a human-sized balloon, and pull it over his head, and yeah, it was, it was, it was fun, it was crazy, but fun, it was a good night. Right, it's so nice to talk to you. Right, I think I just didn't see, but thanks for offering me that work. I wish I got back to you now. 150 quid, 2010. Yeah, Brilliant. Too late now. How much would that be now? 160. <laughs> I don't know. That was good money then, wasn't it? That yeah, was very good money. I, I feel so. You, right, Paul's going to need to edit this. <laughs> oh, we better go. Listen, it's been the most delightful chat with you. You're lovely. And you just, yeah, you oh, too. isn't it um, nice? Hopefully, see you again one day. I love to see, watching you on Britain's Got Talent. I didn't even realise you were on it. <laughs> and I've seen it not long ago, maybe a couple of weeks ago. And I was like, wow, one bar. So it was good. Have a nice evening and I'll see you soon. Look after yourself, love. All right, take care. Uh, bye, Paul. Uh, bye, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, so, sorry you didn't get a word in Edgeway. That's right, I never do. <laughs> Right, give him some more time. Bye bye. Take care. I will, darling. I will. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye, sweetheart. <laughs> yeah, I said yes to him, but of course, I'm not going to give you any more time. Oh. Just being polite. Very nice lad. I'm your manager now.
Come on. Yeah, you're the manager and we're going to Hong Kong. Show me respect. Yeah, I didn't know I was doing a podcast today and suddenly I'm ending up in Hong Kong. What a day. You could, is it? <laughs> Absolutely brilliant seeing that message from 2010. I just didn't get back to it. Good money. It's not too late. Send him a text now it's saying I'll do it. Absolutely. Ten years later. <laughs> I'll do it. Right, Theo. Well, that was brilliant. And oh, it's a small world, isn't it? Why is Winnie the Pooh banned in China? I don't want him to get into Ooh, trouble. No. Do you think I'm in trouble for even mentioning Winnie the Pooh? Uh, I don't know. I think you should uh, try and get shipped over on China's Got Talent and then do a, do a night there. All right. It's got okay, to be. Okay, and then do a, a reading, an extract from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Hong Kong's Got Talent, maybe. I'll get you over there. Let's just, I'm going to Google now. And if mm. anybody's listening to this, see if you can beat me to it Go- so i'm googling winnie the pooh oh i'll have an ice cream ice cream if that's is what they're selling it said straight away it says it's banned yeah winnie the- i mean you didn't know this did you no. right winnie the pooh banned in china china bans winnie the pooh after comparisons to president oh they've said that the president looks like winnie the pooh yeah and and it's become a vehicle in China to mock the country's leader. So they've oh. said, who's afraid of Winnie the Pooh, the Chinese government? It's because he looks a little bit, oh, right. So people are saying, oh, it looks like Winnie the Pooh, so he's oh, been banned. Nice That's thing. a bit daft, isn't it? Yeah, well, we can't put a cork back in the bottle once it's opened, I suppose. But, you know, they have different rules, so. I don't want to get Liam in trouble. <laughs> I don't <laughs> either. Might be listening. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm going to go. And it was okay. absolutely lovely talking to Liam and thanks for making it possible and you're my manager I'm going to Hong Kong <laughs> yeah I've been promoted and I'm allowed to talk it's a good day yeah. let's see what your dad says anyway wow. right I'm going now so thanks very much everybody for listening it was good 150 quid and I turned that gig down <laughs> 2010 <laughs> it's not that I turned it down I don't think I saw the piggy message <laughs> Oh, you do need a manager to go for you. I do need a manager. Is it too late for you to go to Newcastle? <laughs> Rightio, look after yourselves. And what is, it's a small world, let's look after it. Ta-ra! Thank you for listening to this Brum Radio podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app.